Welcome to Obsidian's podcast, Off the Rock, On the Record, where we'll host a number of our Rockstar team members sharing their insight and expertise on a variety of topics in the public relations and communication industries. Searching for insider tips on national pitching or event planning? Interested to know how we do things at Obsidian? Well, you might learn a thing or two by tuning in to these insightful conversations. So, let's listen in to what the team is talking about today on Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey everyone, thanks for joining Obsidian for Season 2 of Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly, and I'll be hosting the conversations we have throughout Season 2 of our podcast. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Christina Babu. Christina came to our team with a lot of unique experience. She's a native Memphian, but spent her early professional career in New York City. When she returned to the Bluff City, she spent time at an architectural firm before joining the Obsidian team. She's an adventurous cook and regularly helps me understand the world of classical music. Thanks for joining me, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so this season we've started off every conversation by asking the same question. So I wanted to ask, what's a trend that you've been seeing in public relations? One thing we have been noticing that there have been a lot more challenges lately, especially working with newsrooms at different news publications, whether it's television or print, newspapers, magazines. They've been a lot more understaffed lately, unfortunately, with um, layoffs and budget cuts. So it's been a lot more difficult as PR professionals to find that point of contact at whatever publication you're trying to get placements for your clients. And so we've been forced to find new ways of bringing our clients to light, not always depending on media to tell their story, but uh, finding other ways to do that. Yeah, I think that that's an enormous story, not only in public relations, but just in the world in general. The newsrooms and news media are changing and coming under scrutiny in a way that we haven't seen before. And so as an industry that works with people who are in the news pretty often, that's had a really big effect on on our industry. Absolutely. Um, Specifically, one of the things that I think that it's impacted the most are these types of businesses many of them B2B, but some of them are just a really niche service business, and they don't serve or they don't have a need that the general public understands or cares about or would need to know about on a daily basis. So in the past, you may have been able to get them a story because it was a slow news day and a reporter needed something to write about, but now that uh, so many outlets are understaffed, only the news that is of the utmost importance gets covered, and so those businesses... Uh, are having to shift their focus into different ways. And Christina works with some really unique clients at Obsidian. And so I wanted to talk with her a little bit about that changing landscape. So in your own words, talk with me a little bit about some of those struggles that uh, non-public facing companies are handling or dealing with. Yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest challenge is that with B2B clients or professional services, their industry, their services are not something that comes up in casual conversation. If you're at a cocktail party, you may be talking about the new taco place that opened down the street and how you're excited to check it out and things like that, or a new clothing boutique that opened. However, if you're chatting with your friends, you don't really talk about, oh, I wonder who engineered that new bridge that just opened up, you know, across town. Or, oh, who did the asbestos inspection of this (laughs) factory. You know, it's not something that comes up in conversation regularly. So it is one thing, the services of my clients, most of them, 
are not things that most mass audiences even think about unless all of a sudden you need them. They're not the um, ideas that come across their minds. Yeah. So because of that, because newsrooms prefer to cover stories that are relevant to larger mass audiences, it is difficult to get them to talk about your professional service clients. You have to always remember why does the audience care about this topic. Mm -hmm. And that is becoming a challenge because it may only resonate with a small fraction of whom this newspaper or this TV station reaches. Yeah, and I imagine too, like the asbestos example that you mentioned. It's with some of my businesses working with nonprofit. I can send out a post on Facebook and say, let's target mothers because this is a post, this is a nonprofit that impacts children. Sure. And I'm likely to get people who care about my subject. But how do you find somebody? Like, what do you target someone for to say, they are going to need asbestos service. Exactly. I mean, it's never really anything that regularly comes up in conversation. But there are certain ways to position yourself as the expert in that field and kind of separating yourself from your competition. Because of that, you, we can't always rely on the media to, um, like I mentioned, tell that story. Yeah. And, so as you're shifting away from focusing mainly on media relations, there's a void that happens because they need to be saying something. So how do you counteract that absence in the media? Yeah, well, there are certain other tactics where you can reach your target audiences, not always depending on the media. And one thing that I've, um, in my experience, have noticed are simple things as maintaining a strong presence digitally, whether through your website, if you have a blog, that's a perfect place to talk about your expertise. Many times, Sometimes we do try to, um, we do still pitch ideas to media, and if they don't bite, your blog is a, a second alternative that is also great for you to still share your expertise. And from there, you know, you can share that through your social media channels, through mm -hmm. a newsletter to your clients and potential clients. The reason why you, why clients work with public relations professionals is they want to be set as thought leaders and experts in their field and stand out from the rest of their competition. And this is just another way to continually put your expertise and knowledge up front. So I think what you're talking about is content marketing. Yes. And content marketing is something that we see very often in publications that cover our industry and the growth and expansion of content marketing. Um, so tell me why, particularly for professional service companies or for B2B companies, is content marketing such a great alternative? Sure, yeah. Well, content marketing, what's most important is that you still need to maintain a connection to your audience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, however you disseminate your content, you still have to humanize your brand. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've noticed in my experience has become more successful, what has resonated more with different audiences. Yes, you can talk for days about your industry and your your talent, your services as much as you can, but at the end of the day, um, you still have to create this emotional connection to your audiences. And humanizing your brand as much as possible, that is the way to um, ensure that your content 
sticks with the people that you're trying to reach. Yeah, and I imagine that resonating with someone requires that you know your audience pretty well. So talk with me a little bit about the process of uncovering and discovering who's looking at your content. Yeah, you definitely have to know your audience. So yes, it's definitely important to know your audience. For example, if you're an engineering firm, you have to know where your audience is. Um, Where are they gathering info? How do they find the people whom they hire? So whether that is through word of mouth or just searching people on Google, you have to know where they're going and then you got to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it is word of mouth, it's working with your current clients right now, helping them spread the word about you. Relationships are very important in B2B and professional services, so it's kind of that I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine type of uh, a relationship. So that's definitely one way to put yourself out there to expand your network, um, whether it's using your current clients to share testimonials about your past performance. And in addition to testimonials, that's just one way. Another way, as I was mentioning, Sometimes people do just open up a Google search and try to type in who, who's in town. And that's something where, again, your content where you're placing it is important because um, you need to have a strong website that comes up on the first page of Google when they search for an engineering firm or a lawyer or a financial advisor. Um, you want, again, it's just standing out among your competition and being at the top of everybody's minds. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned uh, the content marketing is really great because it helps build up your Google reputation and it can help drive people to your website. So if I am lurking, looking for lead-based paint abatement yes. and I Google that and one of your clients offers that service and they've written five blog posts about it, I may just stumble upon them and say, oh, I like, I like what they have to say. Um, but I think one thing that you touched on that I'd like to go back to is the importance of personal relationships in the B2B space. So um, Christina and I worked on a project earlier this year where we were working on building personal connections for a B2B type service. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard because you have to get out in front of people. And so as a PR firm, we can't be always be the person that's shaking hands and kissing babies for your business. (laughs) Um, So talk a little bit about some opportunities that businesses can take advantage of to try to get in front of people yeah. and connect with others? I mean, first thing we, and we're working with this with even just one of our financial advisors, is encouraging them to just get out and network. Some people get really comfortable in the groove of their everyday working on projects and working on clients, the day-to-day, but it's easy to get comfortable, but if you want to continue growing, you need to get out there. and. We can't do that, like you mentioned, we can't do that for them. Um, So it's just finding opportunities for them to get out and meet new people. And for this one client, we put together a list of just various events that are coming up in the next three Mm -hmm. to six months um, that um, maybe they won't like, maybe they will. And, you know, if you just um, connect with that one person at that one dinner or happy hour, then... That's wonderful. And um, so that's one thing where we try to encourage um, a place to build relationships. Networking is very important. It's never the most comfortable situation to be in, but um, it is something that's important. Um, Another thing would be even just things like 
connecting people on with with your co- network on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, people don't really understand or don't appreciate the value that it actually has. It could be three years um, when you met this one person at through another person at a party. Right. And um, But then you see them and you're like, oh, they work at this one firm. And yeah, I need their services all of a sudden. You just never know when they need that. So maintaining a strong presence there is a good way to connect person to person that unfortunately PR firms can't do for you unless we hack into your account but we're not going to do that <laughs> unless you let us well we can, we can write content maybe and help yes. you help you use um, the content you're sharing on your blog on your linkedin but i think one of the things that you hit on in that question is super important and is something that i find myself combating when i propose speaking circuits or networking to clients is in a world where we're looking for immediate results networking is a very long lead yes so Uh, For those of y'all who your PR firm has been recommending that you get out and network and meet people and go to happy hours and you've gone to five and you haven't gotten any leads from it, stick it out and keep going um, for a couple reasons. Just because number one, someone may not need your services right away. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it takes a couple times to see and interact with an organization or a representative before you're going to reach out for a quote or to get more information. So uh, don't give up. Yes. And you actually do touch on something important. Um, In B2B professional services, even nonprofits, um, no matter how, what type of tactics and strategies you use um, when working with a PR firm, you're not going to see immediate results. Um, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, it's not like the grand opening of a restaurant where you want to see that large influx right away. You have to maintain some patience. Um, because, again, people aren't going to need a, asbestos abatement until they want to renovate an old house. Yeah. And that may not be tomorrow. It may be six months. It may be three, five years from now. But um, if you still maintain that strong presence and position yourself as an expert, they'll know who to contact when that time comes. Absolutely. And at the same time, anybody can go out and buy a $5 hamburger for a grand opening at a restaurant. Not everybody is going to make an immediate decision on who they're going to hire to represent them in court because that's an enormous and a significant investment. So you have to um, build up your reputation in such a way that people trust you. Right. And that goes back to the content marketing. Yes. So you mentioned a couple minutes ago, we were talking about ways to get out in front of people and you mentioned LinkedIn. Yeah. So one of the questions I think that we get a lot from our clients is, do I need to be on social media? <laughs> yes and no. Um, I do find value in social media. I don't know if that is because I'm one of the older millennials. <laughs> um, I'm still part of that generation, whether I like to um, be part of it or not. Um, however, it isn't necessary to be on every single platform that's out there. Um, no need to be on Snapchat. You probably don't need to be on Instagram. Um, it really just depends on Um, what your service is. Um, However, yes, a lot of people are on Facebook and that may be a good way to um, reshare your content, drive people back to your website. You know, I I, I do find, I'll say it again, I do value LinkedIn and I think it is important to connect with people there and that is a place where you can share your knowledge and and it doesn't even have to be through your company's work page. I think it's also very beneficial to do it through your personal page as you were mentioning. Um, You know, you can 
reshare or repost the same blog articles from your website and there. I do that um, for many of my clients and um, because you can share your original thoughts in a published post and um, and just again it's reminding your network of your expertise. And so yes I do like social media it is it also helps generate that search engine optimization that we always try to be um, on the top of Google searches. So that will help build your presence in that way. And I also, again, going back, it is important to humanize your brand. And I think by having a social media presence, that will help you in that in that way. Well, I agree completely. I think that social media gives you a place where you can spotlight your staff. Because at the end of the day, people want to work with people. Yes. And so the more that they know about your team and who could be their potential representative or agent or customer service person, the more likely they are to want to work with your business. Right. Yes. It's very important to put a face to the name. And um, that goes far beyond than just talking on day's end about your service. Yeah. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about for B2B and non-public facing services is the importance and the value of customer service. Yeah. So when you have a Facebook page or even if you just have a Google listing, there is an opportunity for people to rate and review your services. Yes. And if you are a business whose model is kind of high price, low volume in terms of services rendered, one bad review could sit there for six months before anybody else has an opportunity to give you another review. Yeah. So talk with me a little bit about um, kind of customer service as a public relations function. Um, yeah, it's just all about listening to um, what people are saying about you. Um, we send out regular surveys to, for one of my clients. They'll send out to their clients on a regular basis to see how did we perform on this last project what could we improve on? Mm -hmm. um, would you be willing to work with us again? <laughs> That's always important to know. And um, so it's always just important to just really listen to what they say and take take serious what they are saying. Um, it may sound like a client. I mean, a client might be venting about something so ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous to them. And so you need to um, listen to them and. Um, try to understand where they're coming from and um, relate to them on that level, and and then in turn um, that'll that'll eventually change as long as you um, take responsibility for what people say and people will have a respect for that. Absolutely, and always remember too that when you're looking at survey results, people are so much more likely to share an example of a negative experience sure. than they are to share an example of a positive experience, and so take all of that negative feedback and really work like Christina said, to turn it around because uh, you could really change the way that people perceive your business if your customers have nothing but really great things to say about you in the community. Exactly. Awesome. Well, B2B PR and non-public facing PR, I'm just calling it non-public facing PR. I don't sure. think that's a thing. I think I made it a thing. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm, I think it's a great thing to... We'll make it a thing. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Services that are not in the forefront of the public's mind every single day. Yes. AKA non-public facing PR. Yes, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me about it, Christina. Thank you. I know that it is not an easy 
task to accomplish in terms of a PR function, but it's also not easy to talk about. So I really yeah. appreciate you um, sharing your oh, expertise. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So the last question that we've been giving to everybody as they sit down for a podcast is, tell me what's the best advice you've ever been given? Yeah, um, that's easy. It's don't lie. Oh. Yeah. Um, I learned that um, day one of... Um, getting into public relations classes, and I stand by it. Um, public relations, we unfortunately have a bad reputation of being spin doctors, mm-hmm. or however you wanna say we are, and that's just not true. At least, I try not to be yeah. <laughs> that person. Because at the end of the day, we are, yes, we are representing our clients, we want to be, we want to represent them in the most positive light as possible. Bad things do happen. Um, however, if we take responsibility for it, we, we, our, we guide our clients to take responsibility for it and tell the truth and focus on the positive and, you know, and I think that is very important. We can't just hide in the shadow and, or just deny something that's so obvious right. to everybody. And that's how you lose respect as, as a professional. I think that's just how you lose respect as a person. Sure, yeah. And I think professionally, no matter what industry you're in, that is such a value because I can tell you the number of times that, I mean, we all make mistakes in our work. We all make mistakes at home. Mm -hmm. And things get so much worse. Um, Whitney told me this when I was working with her uh, when she first started here. She always tells her boss the moment something goes wrong. Yeah. Because she's like, I would rather he or she know right off the bat than to try to cover it up and fix it, and it gets worse and worse. Exactly. Um, So I don't know if that's technically not lying, but... No, but it's still being honest. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not only just being honest to the media, but as professionals our clients hire us to counsel them. So we got to be honest with them too. We can't just pretend like, oh yeah, people love your food. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, it's not that good or your (laughs) customer service is terrible. Like you need to tell them that. It's our job to um, make them realize that and again, take take responsibility for that. It's not always going to be something they want to hear, but that's why they hire us. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree completely. Uh, Thanks for that wisdom. (laughs) And that's a wrap for today. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me, Christina. Thanks. And thank y'all for listening to season two of Off the Rock on the Record. Next episode, Gracie's going to join us to discuss social media trends and how millennials are changing the communication game. Um, It's going to be two millennials, so no millennial bashing on next episode of Off the Rock on the Record. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed listening today and have a good one.